0: hey there guys i'm Advalva. welcome back to another new episode of the adventures of sherlock homeless chapter one A study in toilet so very very continuing um okay so if you don't remember please watch the first episodes and let's get going all the same he looked distinctly revealed when his Desk phone rang just then. He excused himself for a few minutes, saying it was a personal call. Sri Lok told him that we would wait outside. The moment we stepped out of the cubicle, Sri Lok whispered that it was time for us to leave. I agreed, but dreaded going past the receptionist again. My friend had a better idea. The fire exit was nearby. We opened the door and ran down the stairs, only the way to his tea stall. On the way to his tea stall, Sri Lok called Inspector Lokhande to check the alibis of Akshay Jain and Varma. By the time he had made himself a cup of tea, the information had come in. At the time of kidnapping, Jane was in a coffee shop in Andheri meeting a client and Verma was at the office. Well, everyone seems to have a good alibi. But frankly, what motive can these two have? I wondered aloud. The case seemed to have hit a dead end. But I was so wrong. Next evening, Sri called me from his carcass mobile. I am going out for some detective work. Do you want to join me? I could sense a bit of hesitancy in his voice. Of course, that'll be epic. I replied heartily. He had called an wala friend. We set off in silence. Soon, we were in Handeri and stopped at the real estate office. She looked, asked for the time it was 6 10 pm just then a car backed out of the parking lot he asked our auto to follow it we were soon caught in traffic on the western express highway around half an hour later the car a round a run down sedan exited the highway at jogeshwari at jogeshwari <coughs> We kept at a distance as the traffic eased. I had not been able to get a glimpse of the driver. There was no one else in the car. The vehicle entered the compound of a building under construction, fenced with corrugated tin sheets. The place was deserted. Srilok said grimly, I am going to follow him. You wait in the auto. If I am not out in five minutes, call the police. We waited nervously, eyes on my watch. Finally after four minutes and twenty nine seconds, Shiloch came out. His face was charged with excitement. Take a U turn and park on the side, he told the auto driver. Driver was the driver did as directed. Shiloh kept watching through the small oval opening at the back of the auto. Soon the sedan came out and passed us. I tried to see who was in it, but Sri was blocking my view. We started following the vehicle again. Shilo was fed on the way and did not respond to any of my questions. He called up Lokande, but I couldn't hear anything amidst the noise of the traffic. I just caught the word airport, and sure enough, the car seemed to be heading there. Sorry for that. <coughs> there was a long line of vehicles at the drop off point at Chhatrapati Shivaji International Airport. We seemed to have lost our guy in the crowd of travelers, bags, and luggage trolleys. But Sri Lok spotted him from behind, hurrying towards the departure gate. We ran after him as Inspector Divya Lokane approaching from the other side, marching towards the gate. Just as the guy was about to enter, she announced, Kishore Verma, you are under arrest for the kidnapping of Mr. Arthur Piramal. The next day, I was feeling pleased about the adventure, but there was sh- the but they were still many unanswered questions on my mind. I got a call from Sri in the afternoon. He sounded relaxed and cheerful. Verma has confessed, Inspector Lokane wants me to be there while... They are recording his statement. You want to come? This was my first time in a police station. I tried not to look too lost. I now give you the story in the man's own words. My father was a partner in other Piramal construction company. Piramal accused my father of fraud and took over the company himself. We lost all our property fighting the case. I was in college at the time. My father and I shifted to Mumbai, where he got a job as a clerk. I quit my studies and joined a real estate agency. Last year, my father passed away, leaving me alone in this world. I wanted to get away from my bitter memories and was about to shift permanently to Dubai. How did you cross paths with Piramal again? prodded Lokande. As fate would have it, one day, piramal called the office asking about properties in Mumbai. All my anger towards him came back. I made a plan to take revenge. I called him from another number and said there was a perfect beachside property for him. I convinced him that he could deal directly with the owners and would save on the commission pay- payable to the real estate agency. I sent him photos of the Juhu bungalow he said he would be coming to mumbai for a meeting in january and would like to see the house we fixed f- 5 january for our meeting but he went missing on 4 january didn't he pointed out shilok yes i had told him to keep the matter a secret till the deal was done but i had to get a hold of him as soon as possible said varma on afternoon 4th January, Peramal reached Mumbai. I called him and requested him to come to the bungalow directly, saying that another party was also interested. I had a key to the house and was waiting for him inside when the taxi arrived. After opening the door for him, I led him to the kitchen and offered him something to drink. It was laced with sedatives and he passed out. I showed him into a foldable wheelchair and wheeled him out from the back gate to the beach and to the road next to the vacant plot where I had parked my car. I kept him tied up in the abandoned building in Jogeshwari. The construction work had stopped because of some legal matter, so no one would find us there. But why couldn't the police find Mr. Piramal's footprints? In the house, I interjected. Oh, because I gave him disposable shoe covers to wear over his expensive imported shoes. Varma smugged. The house was dusty. I told him. You didn't make any ransom call? I quizzed Lokande. I didn't need to. I knew Primal had money stashed in foreign banks. I got him to tell. I got him to tell me his access codes and transfer the money to an account in Dubai. By the time the police traced me, I would have reached Dubai, cashed the amount and disappeared," he said, if only had caught that flight. There was not much else left for him to say. His plan had been foiled by the brilliant Sri Loke. Mr. Piramal, of course, had been rescued and was ensconced elsewhere with the police, giving his version of the events. After the kidnapper had been taken away, Inspector Lokande and the rest of us began questioning Srilok about how he had arrived in the, at the truth. He mentioned for us to sit down and between sips of hot cutting chai began his account of the case. Unlike the police, I believed that Ali the taxiwala, was telling the truth. Mr. Rautar Piramal was last seen entering the Jehu Bungalow on 4 January, and it was from there he disappeared. There were fresh wheelchair tyre marks near the back door. He could have been moved out that way, and no one would have noticed. But how did he enter the house, and who could have called him there? Could it be the work of his business rivals? There was one such person in Mumbai. Mr. Gupta would have lost his company and his job. He would benefit most of Piramal's kidnapping, but he was not connected in any way to Jew address. Shilo got up and began pacing around. On checking the lock in front in on the front door of the bungalow, I was sure that it could not be opened without a key. The only key in India was with the real estate office and only two agents had access to the key, Kishore Verma and Akshay Jain. But why did they kidnap Piramil? Rokhande sighed and shifted in a seat, probably regretting that she had not taken up this line of inquiry. I then checked the opportunity, he continued. At the time of kidnapping, Mr. Gupta was in a meeting with 10 people. It would be a big risk to trust all of them to join a kidnapping plan. He had a motive but not Mauka. He didn't have the opportunity. Akshay Jain was in a coffee shop meeting a client. Both the client and the waiter said that he was there the whole time. Why, why would they lie to save Jain? He had no motive and no Mocha. So, Coming to Varma. But Varma was in the office the whole time. His colleagues had seen him enter at ten a.m. and leave at five p.m. Burst out Lokande. That's right, but his desk is near the fire exit. He could have slipped out of he could have slipped out for two hours and no one would have noticed. His mocha was better than than the other two. So he decided to keep an eye on him. When we reached his office, I saw his car leaving and f- followed him. So, guys, so you may thinking what is the word Moka So, "maka" means nothing but a chance. Uh moka means nothing but a chance. Okay, uh, so let's get back to the story. He led us to the building where he had kept Mr. Pramil prisoner. I was afraid that if I tried to catch him there. He might harm the businessman. So I followed him and we finally got him at the airport. The case did not end happily for either of the parties. Varma's kidnapping case is in the court and Piramal is is in jail on another cheating and fraud case. The law finally caught up with him. So okay guys. So this was the end of the first chapter. Uh, No, just kidding. Uh, This is not the end to the first chapter. Um, Don't worry. Uh, There's nothing to worry. This is not the end to the chapter. (laughs) I was just joking. Okay. Um. So I was right. To this end. Uh, I thought uh, this was another. But I'm sorry. This is the end of the first chapter. So, yeah, guys. So the next chapter is the lunch box, and uh, this is really interesting. So, for, sorry if I fooled you, and even I was fooled because mistakenly opened another page and I didn't read. It was the second chapter's page. So. Yep, guys. So that's it. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Make sure to follow me on Spotify and on Anchor. Thank you. See you. Till then. Goodbye.